Welcome along, listeners. You are listening to the R Effect Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this series, which explores key sustainability themes and concepts and highlights how we can make a difference both here on campus and globally. My name's Jake. And I'm George. And we're your hosts today. Here's what you can be expecting today. Today, we are talking to local eco-warrior, the owner of Unwrap, the local zero-waste shop to Falmouth. We're going to be talking challenges and opportunities with shopping at Zero Waste and take you through what's on offer for you guys shopping at Unwrap. We're going to touch on principles of sustainable shopping and look at some cheeky student offers as well. So we are talking today about shopping sustainably. What can you do to shop sustainably on campus and around the local area as well and in other walks of life as well? Uh, We've got a very special guest today uh, from the local Zero Waste store, the only Zero Waste store in Falmouth. It is Hannah Pierce from Unwrap. Hello, Hannah. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, having a good day. You're back home now? You're not in the shop? No, I've just got home, walked home from work, yeah. Nice one. You say you had a nice day today? Yeah, the shop was nice and busy and Ooh. it's sunny, so everyone's in a good mood. Hey, nice customers? Always. Good stuff. <laughs> and what was your snack of choice today from the shop? I was snacking on walnuts, actually. Ooh. Mm. I like yeah, it. Yeah, delicious organic or walnuts. Ooh. They're really unlike any other walnuts. They look like a brain. <laughs> they look like yeah. a brain to me. <laughs> they do look like little brains. Anywho, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to delve into Unwrap and uh, sustainability and shopping sustainability very soon. But just a little introduction to you for the listeners that are listening. Yes, you own Unwrap, which is a zero-waste store in Falmouth. Are you local to Falmouth? Did you grow up in Falmouth? First came to Falmouth about 10 years ago um, and fell in love with it and decided to come to university here. So I was once a student too. What university Um, did you study at? Yeah, I studied... I stayed at Falmouth University and I did English literature and creative nice. writing for uh, three years, graduated in 2014. That's great, creative yeah. writing. And um, I did move away for a while, but I just missed it so much. It was so much my home that I decided to, to oh, come back. had the Falmouth pull. What did you like <laughs> most about living in Falmouth while you were a student? And now, Ooh. I guess. Um, just just the ability to go adventuring when you, when you have free time. Just It's just wild out there, you know. Mm. coastline and beaches and even countryside and there's just so I had I got really into sports nice clubs one. as well yeah I had a part-time job so I got to know lots of people that actually lived awesome. in the community and contributed to the com- community as well and just kind of fell in love with the pace of life and the fact that you could have a student life in a small town surrounded by nature rather than a city that oh, was that's great bit. yeah I think there's definitely a special kind of person who comes to study at Falmouth or Exeter on this campus as well isn't there I talked to another person earlier today about how and I'm guilty of it too like you think oh I want the city lifestyle I want everything on my doorstep you know moving out a new sort of life Mm -hmm. and then actually you do it and you're like "Eh." especially if you're from a rural part of the country you're like oh I just kind of miss all that and Cornwall has it all doesn't it it does yeah it really does have it all don't tell too many people, though. You, you are an advocate <laughs> of not revealing your sacred places that you like to walk, aren't you? As I yeah, understand. I am, yeah. Usually on Instagram, you can find Hannah walking somewhere. She'll post a picture and it'll go, somewhere in Cornwall. 
<laughs> no location. You have to go and find yeah. them yourself. No, I love it. I love it. Is walking a major hobby of yours in terms of like sport and things? Yeah, I would say so. I've always walked my entire life. And then as I've got older, it's sort of grown a bit more into long distance hiking rather than just walks. But That's awesome. And we've got to touch on your latest achievement. So before we move on to unwrap, you recently walked the entire length of the Cornish coast, right? Yeah, this summer after lockdown eased slightly, I needed some some space and some time. So I decided to hike 300 miles from Plymouth to Bude all the way around the coastline following following the Amazing. ocean all the way around Cornwall's wibbly wobbly mm. coastline. So I was, um, I was hiking, I was I mean, I was camping yeah. the whole way. So I had a lot mm. to carry. So it made it really hard. And there's so many hills out there. I do recommend that people do it, but I also want them to know that it's really difficult. <laughs> Everyone tried to warn me and I didn't listen. Oh so, dear. Yeah, it's a lot of elevation out there, lots of ups and downs. And we were chatting just before uh, we came on air today um, about comparing this to your first major walk, uh, which was somewhere in Spain, wasn't it? Could you tell us about that one? Yeah, so back in 2017, I hiked El Camino de Santiago, which is traditionally a pilgrimage walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 500 miles, so 200 miles longer. Oof. But it's so flat in, in on that <laughs> on that route it actually didn't take me very long and was a lot easier because you're walking on big wide open flat roads a lot of the time Mm. um or like part like wider paths Mm. whereas in Cornwall you're on a skinny little like track going up (laughs) and down you know the coast rugged surrounded by brambles and yeah a little bit more rugged they made it easy um, for the pilgrims didn't they they did yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got to do this as part of your passing it's so difficult but it's actually just flat (laughs) yeah (laughs) But it is so hot over there in the Mm. summers. You were just saying, actually, this one in Cornwall was a lot more difficult, wasn't it, you think? It was, yeah. It was also quite lonely out in Cornwall. Whereas in Spain, you're surrounded by other pilgrims and hikers. So, you know, there's a lot more community on that trail than there was on this Mm. one in Cornwall. Human contact. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So, avid walker, and I must say, you did uh, do both in aid of Surface Against Sewage, is that right? Yeah, I did it for the local Cornish charity, Service Against Sewage, to raise money for them to help with the fight against plastic waste um, mm. and sewage pollution. Mm. Um, did them both plastic-free as well, so I avoided I avoided waste along both of them. And back Amazing. in 2017, no one was really talking about that, so it was no. quite revolutionary to hike plastic-free along Camino. <laughs> but it's possible. I proved it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing achievement. Yeah, definitely. You need to make a blog or something of exactly how you did it i reckon yeah that would be amazing then everyone can do the same yeah um yeah such worthy charity and i know one close to your heart obviously yeah they um i actually came up with the idea for unwrap on that first walk so i hold them very close to my heart in a way because you know they were kind of inspiration for me to follow my dream i guess of owning my own business and perfect segue there hannah it's like you're a natural radio host here because perfect segue (laughs) into unwrap itself um so you are the founder and ceo of unwrap could you give us an overview just for anyone who doesn't know what zero waste shop is or what's uh, you know what makes unwrap different to that uh, what exactly is the shop all about so the premise of the shop is that you can bring your own container and refill it to avoid waste so you as the consumer don't have to take home any waste so you have to recycle or dispose of so we do um all sorts of refills but then also we sell a whole um, selection of toiletries and cleaning products as well mm. and the idea is that everything is zero chemicals 
minimal impact on the environment, ethically sourced. So basically, we're just trying to make it more accessible to live a sustainable lifestyle. Brilliant. All these qualities are really important, aren't they? And local as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, we Local source goods. locally as much as possible. Mm. So all of our veg is an eggs uh, local. Um, and then a lot of our products are made locally as well. We support like mm. individual small businesses or even just mums that were shopping with me that had an idea. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I've always found it amazing now um, going in and seeing the lovely like, uh, you know, eco sustainable stuff on offer gift wise or product wise mm-hmm. and um going oh that's made in cornwall i was like wow they make they make you know something like a tin in cornwall they make soap in cornwall I was yeah like, wow. soap and deodorant and food wraps and makeup wipes and yeah it's such a creative place down here yeah the real favorite of mine as well is the cards the wildflower seed cards oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those as well. They're made locally as well. It's great. Oh, well, that's a great overview. So you, you've obviously been pioneering in that you stayed open. And as one of our key workers over the COVID-19 period, you kept the shop open uh, on slightly reduced hours, but kept it open for everyone needing it. Had massive raids, I'm sure, of flour and yeah. <laughs> other dry goods. <laughs> um, did it change much over, you know, the COVID-19 circumstances and, and now as well? Has it changed very much how you run the shop? Yeah, we changed overnight, which was quite stressful. Um, but we found that it was the best thing to do. So we put up a barrier at the door and then started serving everyone ourselves. So the staff run around getting your items for you just because of the nature of the shop. There's um, handles and dispensers and scoops everywhere. So mm. trying to control people not both touching the same scoop or trying to stop you know cross-contamination on the handles whilst bringing in urine containers was at the time we just the easiest solution was to for us to serve people so we did that overnight to a very mixed response Mm. and then we also launched soon after that we launched a click and collect service so you could look on the website and send us an email order come down and pick it up Mm -hmm. or and then we also did free local delivery brilliant so quite often at our busiest time we were running (laughs) shop with a queue and then also packing orders and then spending the whole evening delivering them all so it was um it was a lot of work but that's why we dropped it down to four days and Mm. it was just an honor really to serve the community at a time of uncertainty yeah and i suppose rewarding as well that people still wanted to I, i guess come to such a small shop and support it yeah yeah i think the little shops really came into their own and obviously, um, stuff has changed, um, especially over the last sort of month. So we're, we're record, time of recording is start of September, and certainly there was a massive movement, wasn't there, about reusables and actually how safe they actually are versus disposable things. So, um, yeah, do you yeah. find a lot of people are actually quite supportive now of reusables and sort of? Uh, yeah. So we're allowing people to bring in their own containers again. Um, we've got procedures in place to minimise cross contamination. Now that it's September, we're really seeing an influx of people getting stuck back into their routines. Right. I think lots of people were distracted this summer, but now it's September, we're mm. getting busier again and people are starting to think about their their impact and using reusables again. Great. Yeah. I mean, there's been such a problem over the pandemic as well, hasn't it? Of the, When the restrictions lifted, there's so much pollution going on around beaches and um you know actually thinking yeah. how much plastic have we actually used to fight this virus etc yeah it's all starting to wash up now which is mm. sad but hopefully people will realize the impact that they're having and yeah choose to use re- reusables like we sell reusable masks and you know when you shop with us you're not going to create much waste so absolutely yeah hopefully people come on more and more people come on board the unwrapped people are the best people <laughs> 
true. So the shop's been open, is it two years? Is that right? Two years in July, yeah. Two years in July. You're going to have a birthday party. Oh, no, two years in July, it's been. So it's been, yeah. Had a silent birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually hiked. I was hiking. Are you hiking I I made sure I hiked into Falmouth on the day of the birthday. And I actually went to work for a few hours and then celebrated with the staff. Awesome stuff. It was quite nice. So over these few years, have you noticed, have you got an eye in for what the demo, demography of the customers is like? Has it sort of changed since you first opened? What, what sort of people visit your store typically? It's very varied, actually. I'd say there's um, generally three types of people. There's elderly people that love it because they can come shopping for just one person. They can just shop, you know, they don't have to go and buy a kilo of raisins. They can just come in and buy, you know, enough for one cake because they're just feeding themselves or two of them so they really love it Mm. um then i'd say students love it because again for similar reasons they can shop for one and they don't have to keep stores in their cupboard Uh, and also lots of them are sustainably minded and then they'd say there's like the eco warriors the people (laughs) who you know whole families that are trying to educate their children on different ways of shopping and and um people that are very educated in in current affairs and that want to help wherever they can to not contribute to the problem of, of pollution and waste and climate change. So yeah, I'd say they were the, the top three sort of demographic. Yeah. And the gifts, you know, I suppose yeah. that's a draw point as well. Yeah. The little bits and bobs and, and gifts and lifestyle products, they sell to a much wider audience than the food does. Yeah. Because actually as well, I suppose one of the best things you can do is give a sustainable gift to another and then encourage them to think, oh, what's this? And where's this come from? Absolutely. Yeah, the ripple effects of that are huge. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that students actually have been attracted quite well to the store. Um, Have you seen that increase over your time there? Yeah, I would say yes, actually. Yes. Um, they, They tend to come in and try it once with maybe one jar and then... The next week they'll bring a few more containers and then over time they end up getting more and more from us and then they'll house they'll, they'll bring their housemates in or they'll send their housemates in to get them something and then their housemates get involved and yeah it's good it's it's rewarding to see them incre- like the amount of students increase so the next thing i thought we'd touch on hannah is what exactly is on offer for people we've touched on some of the products you sell the ranges like is it could you give an oversight as to the range of different i guess dry ingredients you sell yeah so we sell a whole selection of of grains and dried foods from nuts seeds flowers um rice pastas beans cereals oats um herbs and spices which are really popular Obviously, flour was very popular during lockdown. So now we have maybe eight different types of flour in store. <laughs> eight types of flour, um, blimey. I th- yeah, at least, I'd say. We sell peanut butter. We have a peanut butter machine, so you can grind your own, which is very By exciting. far the and best thing you sell. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely up there, yeah. <laughs> definitely up there. You've Everyone got to experience it. it. Got to experience it. That, that's quite. I feel like that's quite a novelty. I mean, I feel like I've been to a few zero waste shops and I hadn't seen one of those before. Anything interactive, I will try and mm. install. <laughs> <laughs> For example, our cleaning product refill machines. Oh, yeah. They were designed in Yuki. These really cool electronic kind of things from the future. They are. That weigh your container for you and then um, you press this lever and it uses pressure from like air keg to then dispense your cleaning products really quickly and cleanly and then it will save your payment for you so it does it all by weight it's very clever that's really clever 
if you've ever been to a different zero waste shop and tried to use these taps that you end up with shampoo <laughs> all over the floor we've managed to eliminate that problem that's brilliant it's quite exciting so building on the products then what would you say your best selling staple ingredient is probably rice well actually no oats definitely oats, oats. really nice yeah we can turn over 25 kilos of oats wow. in a week just one type and we sell two that sell really well definitely oats particularly mm. in the winter and they're very affordable, but also organic and just really tough. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Followed quickly probably by rice. Yeah. So what would you say the best-selling gift is then that you sell, the really quirky things you sell beyond food? Reusable makeup wipes as a gift are a top seller. Um, they're made locally and they are beautiful, come in sets of four. I've they make got them really one, yes. Yeah. Not for me, for my mum, but um, I, I do not. <laughs> I'm an au naturel person. <laughs> <laughs> also toothbrushes yeah sell lots of bamboo toothbrushes and we've got these soap pouches where you can put a bar of soap inside the pouch foliate with it in the shower oh, and wow. then hang it up so then it dries you don't get any of the sluggy soap oh. and you don't need a soap dish in the shower they're brilliant they're really popular as well and obviously soap bars sell hundreds and hundreds of soap bars <laughs> um that's probably links to my next question i was gonna say what's the most surprising sustainable item you would say you sell i reckon that's quite surprising but is there any that you have in stock that you think oh people are going to be so surprised about this uh, you've mentioned them already but the the plantable cards are definitely a bit of a shocker mm. everyone's um always very thrilled when they see that they can plant a card <laughs> and the seeds will grow um people love that that's great um in terms of shocking tooth floss maybe tooth Myself. floss that's interesting biodegradable tooth floss um which also gets a bit of a shocking mm. response i suppose it's that sort yeah. of like oh wow does tooth floss actually have plastic in similar to things like chewing gum it may, maybe that yeah. shock factor like oh wow why, why is that in this eco zero waste store oh because actually the thing yeah. you usually use is terrible for the environment and terrible for your health <laughs> yeah and they didn't know that yeah you know? oh, amazing it's great that products can educate people very rewarding well hopefully we entice people in i was going to touch on you personally about shopping zero waste did mm -hmm. you ever first start shopping zero waste before you came up with the idea for unwrap i first went plastic free when i went on the camino and then when i came home i pretty much kept it up great as much as i could i think because I was so passionate about it and I, I, I proved to myself but you can actually live plastic free so yeah I pretty much went almost plastic free then because it takes a long time to completely change your absolutely. diet as well yeah absolutely and your whole lifestyle um, but it was really when I opened Unwrap that everything was plastic free great as I phased out everything that I'd run out of like deodorants and my shampoo bottles and <laughs> you know it's like each department of your life I guess isn't it yeah. Each part of your life is a different yeah. challenge. Like I remember using sort of lush products quite early on in my, I guess when I left home for uni, um, I used like lush yeah. uh, zero waste uh, shampoo bars and experimenting with stuff like that. That was quite easy. But obviously when you get to the food, you have to buy the containers and you have to think about ordering at different times and uh, arrange your shopping yeah. differently. I, w I was really upset that in the supermarkets, pasta and rice especially, because I used to eat loads of it back then and you just couldn't, I couldn't get it anywhere. There was no zero waste shop anywhere. So yeah, it was pretty upsetting. Like I just couldn't wait to open because I was like, oh, I'm going to have the solution. Yeah, fair enough. Have you got any surprising facts about packaging or zero waste lifestyles that you can think of that people might not know about? A lot of these things that say they're compostable are not actually compostable. So takeaway coffee cups and, you know, these so-called 
non-plastic single-use cups mm. that can be composted they're only actually compostable if you send them to an industrial composter yeah. so if you just put them in the bin they're not going to decompose and if you put them in the plastic recycling they are also not accepted mm. so yeah it's it's upsetting that people are saying well well we're using vegware so it's okay mm. but unless they then collect all of that rubbish and send it off to an industrial composter mm. which they're not doing it's, it's almost worse for the environment it's just going to either a landfill or incineration yeah mm. so there's a lot of um greenwashing going on yeah i'd say definitely which is upsetting um so the more we can talk about that the better yeah definitely i think vegware recognizing how exclusive actually sending the items to industrial compost is and i, th- I think they're setting up like sort of business collections aren't they if you collect all your kelps again they will come and collect mm-hmm. it and take it to an actual composter. Yeah, which is a solution, which is good. <laughs> but yeah, good to good to know about it. It's best to carry a reusable and, and use it till it literally falls apart, I think is the best mm, thing you can do definitely. based on my research. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you're right. Slinking to all that then, what do you feel some of the major challenges are with shopping more sustainably in general? It takes a long time to do your whole life. And even then, um, you're still going to hit a few bumps in the road. So just start, I would say just start in one area of your life, start in the bathroom, try and phase out your, you know, toiletries all coming in in plastic, Mm. start refilling your cleaning products, and then maybe move into the kitchen and start doing some food, start collecting jars slowly and use the empty containers, anything you've got, save them all and just be a bit kind to yourself, be a bit compassionate to yourself and understand that it's going to take time. Yeah. Don't just decide to be perfect overnight because it's hard to do it that way and you'll you might sort of become a bit defeatist and and give up it's a journey it is yeah and you learn as you go along absolutely you learn so much as you go along i think it's important to enjoy that journey rather than you know make yourself suffer (laughs) yeah definitely saying that though (laughs) i would also say that one of the best things i did was sort of give it up for a month that's a great idea but if you can't do a month just do a week or just do a holiday just give it up for a set amount of time and you will honestly see and notice things that you never noticed before. Yeah, because I suppose if you say, if you go in a mindset, say this weekend, I'm going to try and shop plastic free, uh, whether you're having, yeah. you know, meals out or anything or takeaways and things, you'll start to realise, mm-hmm. oh, actually, there's actually quite a lot in my life that has this. So I can take out that part. I can do this and that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good and, suggestion. And I think maybe the shock factor of how much you use will also remind you why you're doing it you'll have a reason to be reminded why it's important to carry on when it's getting tough yeah do you like the idea of that i've always liked the idea i've never done it then if you have of stuffing all your waste plastic into a plastic bottle so you can visualize it yeah um i know people who've done that and it's worked for them mm. yeah i think it's it kind of makes it more of a challenge doesn't it because you can see definitely how well you're doing <laughs> yeah you're like oh it's been a month and i've only created this one plastic bottle of waste it's amazing you know it's yeah yeah it kind of attracts my competitive side so <laughs> nice and you can actually send those off can't you to be eco bricks is that a thing yeah you can yeah i think there's a collection in falmouth i don't know if oh, it's still nice. running it's cool so on the contrary what do you believe are some of the easy opportunities people can take up to improve the sustainability of their shopping shop locally so support your local shops because generally they will stop fruit and veg that's grown locally and which won't have any packaging. Shop at markets, walk into a supermarket and only buy the veg that isn't packaged mm. and make a meal from that. It's There's actually quite a lot on offer now yeah. in most supermarkets. They're getting the gist, aren't they? They are. <laughs> and then, yeah, start in one room 
maybe like just start with your next time your you know your deodorant runs out go and source one that's that's not in plastic and go from there sounds good to me so finally then why do you think it's important for people to be aware of this sustainability sort of thinking and concepts and consider it more when they shop um we only have one planet and it's suffering there's so much litter and pollution and it's it's quite scary when you look into it so i think this idea that you know your your impact won't your changes won't have an impact because you're just one little person just isn't true because if you change your habits if you recycle more if you attempt to give up plastics if you reduce your carbon miles you are going to have a huge impact because if you not only in terms of what you are reducing but also the ripple effects on your family and friends and how much you can empower other people and and prove to them that it's actually easier than they think and you know when they come to your house then they walk into your bathroom and there's only these lovely refilled glass pump bottles rather than all these horrible branded plastic shampoo bottles they'll be like oh your bathroom looks beautiful <laughs> and whatever it is that captures their their imagination or their attention the ripple effects of what your actions are huge and then they can go on and on and on yeah so i think it's really important to not belittle yourself and recognize that you are somebody and that you can make a difference and planet earth needs us like we come from nature we are part of nature we are all connected to everything that goes on and I think society today has become a little bit detached from that like we think we're almost superior and that you know we deserve to be treated like you know we deserve to treat ourselves to all of these man-made things um but actually we are we come from the same place so therefore we should love it and protect it because we're loving and protecting ourselves at the same time that is a superb answer. I'm speechless. <laughs> Did you rehearse that? No, it's just what I believe. <laughs> I think it's an amazing belief. Um, hold true to that as well. Uh, I think we need to hire you for the podcast series, to be honest. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So to round off then, Hannah, the important bit that everyone's listening for, I was going to tell the listeners about if there's any student offers that you are having, because the vast majority of people will be students coming to the university who are listening. So have you got a student offer in place for people joining the community? We do have a student offer in place um, until the end of September 2020, and it's a student starter pack. So we've got, um, it basically includes all of your basic foods. So rice, pasta, oats, lentils, um, some chocolate, some mango. What else have we got in there? Spices. Um, and then we've got two tokens, one for 50 grams of free peanut butter using the peanut butter machine and 10% off your first washing up refill. Great. Um, and this can be delivered um, and it can also be picked up at the shop if you wanted to come in. Brilliant stuff. There's a link on my website. Um, but on there, that's the basics one. There's also a gluten-free one. Wow, right. So we've set up a gluten-free pack. Amazing. And then there's also, you could make your own and we'll still include a discount and then the two tokens as well. Amazing. Um, you thought this through very, very well. <laughs> Such an entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's, the basics one is only £10. So, and that can include free delivery in the area. Brilliant. So yeah, we really just want to get you guys in. We really just want to get you guys in, um, 
trialing it and then getting trying the new products and and seeing if unwrap will work for you amazing i'm i hope it will i'm sure it will with that lovely bumper pack at the start so head to the <laughs> website which is what's the website it's un-rap.co.uk so unwrap.co.uk brilliant and if they want to visit you in the shop to ask about the box or buy anything else or just check out unwrap in general because it's a spectacle to see um when can they go to the shop um we are open seven days a week monday to saturday it's 9 30 till 5 and sundays it's 10 till 4 brilliant stuff hannah i hope to see you in unwrap very soon Yeah, I want all these goodies and I would love yeah. to come and maybe see if I can get a student pass. <laughs> <laughs> I want the free sure that Oh one, my yeah. goodness, it's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, it's been uh, absolutely lovely talking to you. So nice to talk to you again. And thank you for all your knowledge and just information about Unwrap. Thank you. Thanks for Amazing. inviting me. Hopefully have you on the podcast very soon as well. Brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Hannah. This has been the Effect podcast with me, Jake. And me, George. We hope you've enjoyed this episode all about shopping sustainably. Big thank you to our guest today and, of course, all of you for listening. If this hasn't satisfied your sustainability cravings enough, then do check out the other episodes in our series, which explore many other themes and topics. You can stream this episode and all the others in the series on demand, anytime, anywhere, on Spotify and a host of other platforms, all accessible via Anchor site. Head to anchor.fm forward slash r dash effect dash pod for links and all the information. Finally, if you would like to contact myself and George on the R Effect podcast about the show, about content, about anything you want, pop us an email. Sustainability at fxplus.ac.uk is what you need to send it to.